Night Talk with Oliver Dixon. 24 minutes to the top of the hour. Well, you're listening to Night Talk. My name is Oliver Dixon. Thank you so much for your time this evening. I really do appreciate it. I'm taking your reaction to that. How do you feel about that? I mean, 26 banks, not all of them are South African banks. Some of them are South African banks, and they have, at least their traders, have colluded in a chatbot. Can you believe it? To manipulate uh, the South African, not the currency overall, right? Very specifically manipulating the currency trade between the South African rand and the U.S. dollar. Um, sometimes that could trans and you know tra- translate into or at least spill over into other currency trades, um, you know. But it, it, that's very technical. I don't know enough about that, but I you know uh, know that that's a possibility. And 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 the question is. You know, I mean, this is what it really comes down to what the Competition Commission will have to prove. is not that that's the collusive behavior happened and that the collusive behavior is anti-competitive, but also that and the court will care about this, whether or not uh, this impacts you and I as everyday consumers and South Africans, um, that, you know, somehow lives are impacted by that particular currency trade value if we're importing and you're making a trade or a sale at that moment of the manipulation you may find yourself on the unfavorable side of that currency trade or you may well find yourself on the favorable side of that currency trade right we you and i haven't seen the body of evidence i'm sure it's extensive um and i can't wait you know for for this to you know oral arguments to happen in court so we can you know have an actual sense of what's going on the court papers themselves had a look at it are extensive i mean one party submitted court papers in excess of 80 pages, there's absolutely no way you and I are going to be able to comb through all of that and make sense of it. But I would love to hear your reactions. 086-000-2032. That's the number. Tweet me at Oliver underscore speaking on Twitter, Oliver Dixon on Facebook. Arise. Arise South Africa. New political party. Um, they've, they've sort of sprung onto the scene. Uh, they've made headlines once or twice here and there, um, primarily in relation to... Uh, you know, who the founder is, but also in relation to the name of the party. I know South Africans had a field day uh, conflating Arise Mzanzi and Arise South Africa. And of course, <laughs> uh, there's some clear guidelines within the Electoral Act uh, that the IEC has to enforce when it comes to the naming of political parties, what your logo looks like, all of those sorts of things. And I'm sure at some point uh, they've had to ask some questions about this. Um, you know, I know that Raizam Zanzi is officially a registered political party. They announced as much. Uh, I'm not quite sure if that process has been completed for Arise South Africa, but we'll, we'll get the answers to that. But who are they? What do they stand for? What are they offering you? Um, and why at all should you consider them as an electoral option at the ballot next year? Those are some of the questions I have top of mind. Mpo Dagada, who is the leader and founder of the party, joins me. Mpo, good evening. Thank you so much for your time. Welcome to Night Talk. Good evening. Thank you so much for having me on Night Talk, and uh, good evening to all your listeners. Yeah. Look, uh, let me give you two minutes uninterrupted. What's your elevator pitch? So, Arise South Africa is a political party started by young people in the country who have observed and noticed that things are not going right in the country, unemployment the rate of crime, the corruption, the morale of the people in the country, the economic growth, and in general, the economy of the country, that things are not going right. Young people that have ideas, that want to build the country, that want to fix things, and that believe in meritocracy. 
that the right people should be put in government that has track records of success in industry that should be able to build and lead in government. We believe very much in prosperity. We believe that no South African should be poor. South Africa has enough mineral resources and wealth for every South African to be prosperous. And we want to make that a reality come 2024. You're not the only party that speaks this language. Why are you more credible than any other party that speaks exactly that same language, similar elevator pitch? You know, many of the younger parties speak that way, say these things. Things are not going right. Young people need to be given a platform. Here we are giving the platform. What separates you? So I think firstly, it's the funding. If you look at many of the political parties, um, like the political party you mentioned, they've got billboards all around the country. Um, and they're funded. They're heavily funded by people that have got a hidden agenda. If you look at many of the political parties that exist, it's some billionaire who wants to control the resources or the country or the narrative. He gives a bunch of people money and he says, go out there and convince people you're a political party. Uh, here's TV ads, here's billboards, here are things, let people join you. And Sorry, can I just pause you there, Paul? Uh, I, I don't want there to be a fleeting statement that doesn't go untested. A claim you make is that the political party I'm speaking about, and which was Rise Mzanzi, that they're heavily funded by people that have a hidden agenda. One, how do you know who their funders are? And two, how do you know that they have a hidden agenda? So we do know who their funders are. These are the same are funders. They? This is a group of funders that are funding Action SA as well. So it is the same group of funders. That do, do, do they have names? Do they have an organization? Where can we find them? They do have names. So what are their names? Is able, anyone is able to go on the IEC website and you will be able to find the details that are there, that are public, that show who their funders are, and you can also ask them. But what I want to get to the point of my statement is to say many political parties are like that, where you find that you're going into a political party thinking you're going to have your voice heard, only to find out that your voice does matter but it matters less because some billionaire who's funding its voice matters the most. And Arai South Africa is the only political party in the country where it is funded by the members of Arai South Africa. Our membership fee is 150 rand. Any other political party, their membership fees are inexistible or just maybe measly 10 rand or free because they already have funding, like Zanzi, where the membership is free because they have millions of rands that they receive from their funders. But we're the only... Okay, so how many, how, many, party, how many members do you have that have paid a membership fee? Almost all our members that are in leadership have paid their membership fees. I don't have the correct numbers, but we... Okay, but how many members do you have in leadership? Surely your leadership is not so extensive that you don't know the number of people? Yes, no, we've got over 100 leaders. Okay. In the rise of Africa, yeah, but I'm just saying that I don't know the the specific number of of how many. So so, so you have so you have just over ten thousand rand in your bank account as a party. Yes, and and that's what you're taking to the election with. No, we're obviously raising more funds from the people that are in the party. Okay, so but yeah, we pride ourselves in that very much. So to say that we are not a political party that's gotten money from any billionaire. And so what if one of what if what if I'm a we, billionaire and I and I'm like yo Mpo, I really like what you stand for man I've got some money and I really want to contribute it positively to our democracy I signed up to be a member of your party you know what I I've given my hundred hundred rand membership fee but here's ten million rand Mpo. are you are you turning my money down because I'm a billionaire? 
so, so I just wanted to make my point because when you jump in, then, then my point doesn't land. So do you mind if I just make the point then? I can yeah, sure, sure. Tie, tie it okay. in. You can do that. All right. So what I was explaining was the fact that you find political parties like Rise and Zanzi. They just started this year in terms of saying they're a political party because they were a movement before. And immediately when they start, they already have billboards around the country. You ask questions to say, but there are no candidates for leadership on the ground. There are no branches. There are no provincial structures. Whose money are you using to now go and advertise at this level? And the people that are coming in, are they going to have a voice if people have already paid for you to advertise right. and bring them in? And what begins to happen is people join the political party with the hopes of, I want to make a difference, only to get there and understand that you can, but there is somebody who's already paid for you to come on, and that's the problem that they exist. So we wanted to say we don't want to be a part of those political parties that go into elections because somebody's given us money. Whether we get the money or not, we do, we are, we're not about that. What we're saying mm. is we're a collective of young people that are saying we want to hear the voice of what each person in South Africa wants to sure. see in the country. Unfiltered and unhindered and unaffected by any billionaire that's going to dictate what should happen. If sure. in the later stage the billionaires do come and they want to donate to us, that's fine. But they need to understand that they did not create a rise of Africa. We didn't start this because we were expecting them to come and give us the money. We started it because we wanted a political party that's true and honest to the members that join and exist within the political party. Yeah. Okay, so answer my question about my 10 million rand as a billionaire. So what we would say to you is you would have to join as a, as a member and the beauty of this is that you didn't start this political party. So it's not going to stop because you're a billionaire or you're going to pull out of money. We started knowing this journey that we as young people will gather whatever we have, sure. our 200 rand, our 100 rand, our 50 rand, and create a movement. Like many of the movements we've seen around the world where young people say, enough is enough. We might not have the money. We might not have billionaires backing us. But what we do have is ideas and we have a vision. Sure. And our vision is compelling enough for us to be able to get to where we need to get to. Okay, but are you going to take my money or not? No, so you would donate like any other member. So I, I would donate like any other member 10 million rand yes. if I wanted to do so. Like any other member, the okay. donation would come. Yeah. But, but my 10 million rand is not at all going to influence overwhelmingly the tone and texture of the party. No. Okay, we but... started without it and we are continuing even now. We don't have 10 million and we're still continuing. So so why is my 10 million uninfluential with you, but somewhere else it seemingly is automatically influencing the party and I'm imposing my agenda on that? that question. And I think that's important. We must realize that South Africa has been sold to the highest bidder. You look at the current sitting president of the ANC, Sir Ramaphosa, a man who before he even got into the seat of power had already received one billion rand in terms of people backing him. The same people who today are keeping us in load shedding because they want to build independent power stations and control our energy supply. So for us, really, where our truth stands Okay, in, but I'm not talking about a legacy party. I'm talking about a brand new party that started yesterday. They also don't have money. Why suddenly will my 10, billion, 10 million rand uh, somehow, uh, you know, impose my agenda and influence them, but with you it wouldn't? What how do you determine materially that distinction? Again, I'll answer, I'll answer the question and continue to explain. So 
as I was explaining to say, you look at a, a system in a country where every president that has come in has been unable to create wealth or any sort of prosperity for the people because they are serving an agenda of the deep state. People that put their money forth and put politicians and change them and tell them what to do. And we've seen this thing happen all the way throughout history. Up until a generation stands up and says, we are not going to create something because of money that we were going to be given or that we are waiting to be given. We as young people have been able to become successful. I myself, I'm a blockchain entrepreneur. I've been able to be successful and I'm donating and giving to a political party that I've started together with other young people. We've got doctors that are giving to the same uh, political party, lawyers, young lawyers that are saying, mm. you know what, we'll also chip in. We've got media personnel that are saying, you know what, we also want to chip in. And we've got a generation of young people that are saying, we can't make the same mistake that our predecessors made, where they sold out on what the country should be to billionaires who then come back and control them. Where we need to stand is we need to realize that when we start, we need to fund it ourselves. The revolution must be funded by us if it's truly going to be our own revolution. Mpo, you're still not answering my question. My 10 million to you is clearly uninfluential, useful, but I'm not going to impose myself there because you're going to safeguard against that. But why do you automatically assume that about another small new political party that my donation to them suddenly means I'm imposing an agenda, that I'm part of the deep state? So my, my question to you... You can't, by the way, you can't make an appeal to the legacy and say our predecessors. I'm talking here about your political peers, so to speak. I'm talking about what sets you apart from those who, you know, I don't want to use this word, but mushroomed onto, the, uh, onto our national political life in the last year, two or three years. That's where I want you to compare yourself. Comparing yourself to the ANC is way too easy because anyone can win that argument. I'm asking you to compare yourself to the parties that you say that they are no different from everyone else because they have the same funders. Now I'm asking, how then do you determine whether money is nefarious in one instance but not nefarious in the other instance? Yeah, so, so, so maybe just to explain, I, I was not comparing Arise South Africa to the ANC. Uh, I wouldn't do that. I, I, don't, I think we're completely two different political parties. What I was explaining, I was explaining how money can influence the decisions that are made in political parties. Yeah, and I get and I that. Thinking, I understand that. Yeah. It, it, you know, it becomes quite difficult for me if you're breaking in before I finish because then I'm unable to explain. No, but I gave you a full opportunity to answer and then you end it. And then I said, well, the question still remains unanswered. Look, maybe there isn't an answer. Maybe money is good in some people's hands and not in other people's hands. And somehow there isn't able to materially distinguish what the determining factors of that are. But what I want to focus on is beyond just uh, a, a seemingly unique funding structure, what does Arise Mzanzi, uh, sorry, Arise South Africa offer the South African electorate? And we'll go through some policy questions and we'll go through, we'll play a, a quick round of what is your take on uh, the most contemporary of our issues in South Africa. We'll focus on education, healthcare, policing, all of those sorts of things, right? We'll do that on the other side of the break. I want to invite you to give us a call, 86 2032 Tweet me, at Oliver underscore speaking. I'm in conversation with Mbo Dagata, the founder and leader of Arise South Africa.